When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. I am your co-host Beyond 716 here with the man that means no introduction, Whittle 2K. And welcome to episode 30. It is called It Is So Hard to Say Goodbye. No, it is not a boys to men song. We are going to get into why that is. Whittle, how are you this evening? I'm I'm excellent, man. How are you? How's everything going? Doing great, man. We're getting closer and closer to the combine. We're getting closer to free agency. So here we go. Yeah, the off season is uh we're we're in full off season mode at this point. So um yeah, man, you know, this is uh this is this is around the time where where the rookies really start getting uh fleshed out, where they're gonna mm-hmm. land and 
players start moving via free agency and guys start getting cut, you know, kind of figure still- out who's, who's going to be on the roster. You know, I saw a great tweet earlier that we're one week away from Brandon Bean and Shades time of year, right? The Dark Shades time of year. So where Brandon yeah. Bean just does his dirty work, right? This is his time That's of it. year where he's going to shine. So from now to the draft, he he is our focus. He he's our he's our number one concern in, in terms of how this team's going to succeed going into twenty twenty four. Yeah, man, and and you know we you look forward to this time of year. Um, you look forward to this time of year when you have one of those GMs that you trust, right? Like they have the t-shirts to say, you know, I had, I had it on, I think it was last week or the week before it's in being, we trust. And really that's really what it is. Like he's done a very good job. We were talking in a space earlier about, uh, Brandon Bean's draft and his hit rate and all, all these different things. And, you know, if you think about it, Matt Milano and, and uh, you know, uh, Epinesa, Dawson Knox, Christian Benford, even though that was like kind of some insider information, but you know, uh, Dane Jackson, uh, being able to find guys like Levi Wallace, uh, Black Cheer, mm-hmm. um, you know, plucking Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier out of obscurity, and you know, and those guys becoming the cornerstone of this secondary for you know. For the better part of you know nearly a decade, um, uh-huh. and then you know picking Josh Allen out of you know Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh mm-hmm. Rosen, and, and Lamar Jackson, like all of these guys that were you know went to bigger programs and you know had a better resume in college, and you know you, you ended up finding the best guy out of that mm-hmm. out of that draft class, so. You know, that was awesome. That was awesome. You got to give him credit. His hit, rate is, his hit rate is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. And now Brandon is uh, equipped with 10 picks in the 2024 draft. We'll see if we use the ball or if we use a couple of those to move up in this draft or if we maybe if we do not move up, maybe we get a, a pick or two for 2025. Maybe he has enough and, and defers a little bit of draft capital to then. So we'll, we'll definitely see how he goes about it. But Whittle, just leading into our first topic of the night, one of his best picks, Mr. Number 13, one of the you know, team captains, Mr. Gabriel Davis, yeah, did put up an Instagram post that really had Bill's Twitter in a ruckus and you know, a lot of different emotions and just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on everything that you saw from that tweet. Um, I you know what like I, I I like Gabe Davis. I've always liked Gabe Davis. I haven't always been happy with Gabe Davis's play, but mm-hmm. I've always liked Gabe Davis. Um, I haven't always liked the way that he's been used. I haven't liked the way that he's been developed. But I've always liked Gabe Davis. I wish he could have been more consistent. I really, really wish it could have worked out because. I like like you, you like Gabe like I like Gabe Davis. I mean, he, he there was a uh, there was a, a a story done on him. Well, I mean, it was like one of those little you know YouTube documentaries. It was about twenty five minutes long or whatever, and they were talking about um, 
just talking about like Gabe Davis, how he grew up, and 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 his mom. You know, they they spoke to his mom, and she, you know, continues to get teary eyed every time. You know, Gabe, you talk about Gabe playing, and they show highlights of him, and she just like she just starts crying because you know she worked extremely hard to 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 allow him the opportunity to chase this dream and for the dream. There's so many people that chase this dream of being a professional athlete and it doesn't work out for them to actually have it happen. And, you know, the way she had to work multiple jobs and, you know, being from a single, you know, being a single mom and all this other stuff. And now all those sacrifices that you made, your son is now in a position where he can take care of you, get you whatever you want. And, you know, and all, you know, all she really cares about is, is that he's happy. So, I, I I love it. I I love it. Uh, I love his story, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be tough to watch him. It's gonna be tough to watch him in a different uniform next year. But you know the way this salary cap situation is set up, and the way Von Miller's contract is eaten, a lot of the money that could have went to Gabe, hey, you know, it's the price of doing business sometimes. Yeah, it's it sure is. I mean, if you look at his career. He's only 24. He's going to be 25 on April Fool's Day, right? He's going to be 25 years old. We picked him in the fourth round. He had 35 catches his first two years, 48 and then 45 the last two, 27 total touchdowns. And to be a team captain on this team at 24, with a lot of the experience of big personalities that we have on this roster, really speaks to Gabe Davis in that respect. And Right. Like you said, it's it it it's, it t- comes down to business. And if, if I'm Gabe Davis, listen, the, there's a reason that the old uh, coach from Atlanta said the NFL is not for long, right? Jerry Glanville, because that's really what it is. He, you know, he's played four years now. You have to cash in when you can. I I can't blame Gabe Davis for going on the market. He's he's going to get paid pretty well. As some there's teams have a lot of money out there, and you know, money flies around. Like crazy for agency, he's going to get paid a lot more than I think the people realize. Um, yeah. for agency because of his age and and the amount of touchdowns he's had and whatnot. And I wish him all the best. Yeah, it, it's one of those things you'd love to keep him, love to see a way to do it. But when you look at this draft coming up, Whittle, which we're going to get into again, all the way up to the draft, this is really the year for the Bills to not invest that much money in Gabe Davis and try to get his replacement or even more in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want, you want to, you get attached to guys, you know, the guys that you draft mm-hmm. and you bring them to the team and yada, yada, yada. And, and you know, again, it's going to be tough to see him go, but his second, you know, they, they say typically the second contract of an NFL player is usually the biggest. So mm-hmm. this is a big, this is a chance to cash in and, and, you know, he's earned it. He deserves that opportunity. You're right. He's probably going to make, you know, 14, 15, maybe more. He, he may make more than that because of the intangibles that he brings. He's not just a receiver. He's not just a deep threat. Um, he's a big body. He blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 he He's a guy that you don't have to take off the field when you when you want to run the football. Um, and, and, he, and he knows how to work off script with, with your quarterback. So if you have a quarterback that can extend plays, if you have a quarterback that's on the upper echelon or, or needs to utilize his legs to make things happen, um, Gabe Davis understands how to function in that type of system and that type of chaos. So uh, 
it's again, it's gonna be tough to to see him go, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, you you, you gotta kind of kind of yeah. let him go. Well, you, you know, it's amazing as you think about Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Gabe Davis is one of the first players that I bet most fans think about. I mean, they have called some of his best moments as a Buffalo Bill, the four touchdown game, of course, in the playoffs, the 98 yard catch against the the Steelers, the one where he ripped, did the one hander against Minka Fitzpatrick, which it was still one of his best catches. That's why they called him big game Gabe. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's even, even the catches in the back of the end zone, like when Josh is scrambling around, making things happen, he makes catches in the back of the end zone that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. You know, you you think that the play is going to be over or dead and, Next thing you know, Gabe's there, the ball's out, and, you know, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that we're going to get too crazy to this because we do keep this a Bills podcast, but where would you say would be the best like, – we're assuming Gabe's going to leave. I don't think he makes that Instagram post if he was coming back. I, I really feel that way. Or if he's just covering his tracks in case it doesn't happen. Right. Or who knows, maybe even – maybe their agent thinks let's put some pressure on the Bills to bite. Maybe there's an offer out there. Who knows? Right, but where do you think he'd be a good fit if you had to pick one team other than the Buffalo Bills? Where you, where do you think Gabe Davis would be would be good for his career going forward? The Giants, I think the Giants would be a great fit for him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Daniel Jones could use a receiver like that, uh, somebody mm-hmm. who can, you know, working working chaos when when Daniel Jones is flushed out of the pocket. You need a guy that, you know, you need a big target that can get open. And then it's a familiar, it's a it's a familiarity thing, right? You have mm-hmm. Dayball over there as the coach. Isaiah Hodges is there. They were drafted together in the mm-hmm. same draft by the Bills. So um a reunion there. Matt Breed is there. Uh Nick McLeod's there. Um mm-hmm. true. God, it's like every just pretty much every free agent that we let walk ends up at the with the Giants. So <laughs> I mean he he'll he'll fit right in over there. Another place that I could see him kind of going to would be um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I can see him going to Chicago. Chicago uh, is poised to go and grab probably two guys. They're probably going to grab uh, Caleb Williams or one of the other quarterbacks. And then, uh, you know, uh, one of the top receivers in this draft. And if they do that, you bring a guy like Gabe in at 24, 24, 25 years old. Like this guy, he was a team captain for a reason. It, it wasn't just because we we don't have anybody else. He's one of the old. He's one of the guys that's been here for the, no. Gabe, he he works extremely hard. Like his off season regiment is is brutal. He works extremely hard despite the inconsistencies that we've seen on the field from time to time with him. He mm-hmm. works very hard in the off season. He works very hard in practice. He's a very, very good player, um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 they were, you know, McDermott. They respect that, right? They they love, they love when the guys work hard and 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 uh, you know that's the type of that's the type of a guy that they love. So, um, absolutely, I, I and, can you know, see those two places definitely. And just maybe, you, know, maybe, funny, you know what? I'm sorry. Well, one more spot. No, what you got? Detroit. Detroit is desperate for an outside Mm -hmm. X or X or Y receiver. Like he can go out there and we all know number the number one is St. Brown, right? Mm -hmm. 
and the number two is probably uh there uh who, who's the tight end over there it's oh laporta not, um, laporta yeah laporta so gabe could go over there as the number one and function with being you know getting like a third of the targets and he's probably going to get a lot of a lot of shots down the field a lot of deep posts uh he he would be able to work with a great great coach um offensive mind and ben johnson who um you know will probably get the most out of him so uh, mm-hmm. those are the those are those are some spots i can see i mean people are saying kansas city and stuff like that but no i mean i don't know i think kansas city they, they're trying to keep their money flexible so i think they go i think they're going to draft like we do i agree with you i it's funny you mentioned chicago that was one of the first places i was thinking too they could also they may be able to front load that contract as well. They could get some of the money done early, and you know, kind of like what they did with Tremaine Edmonds, right? They also mm-hmm. have a familiarity signing players from from us, so I, I could definitely see them. And you imagine him with Marvin Harrison and maybe a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. That's a great start right there. Or even if you yeah. keep Justin Fields, if you keep Justin Fields and say, "Give me Marvin Harrison and something else." So, I mean, the Bears. We could talk. The Bears have are going to be unbelievable in this draft. There's so many possibilities, but that I think Gabe, I could definitely see that. And that puts them on a fast track to get back to the playoffs potentially sooner than sooner than later. So, but we wish Gabe all the best. And like, I agree with you. There are times he, he drove us crazy, but it it was all in a good way. We just wanted him to succeed. We know what he was capable of. And he did a heck of a job here in Buffalo, no matter what. And listen, if he comes back, great. If, If it somehow works and the money works and we're able to keep some of our other core, Fantastic. I mean, would welcome back with open arms, but I I really don't see it at this point. I would be, I would be stunned if Gabe Davis comes back, considering the money he could get on the open market. Yeah, I, right. I I don't I don't see him coming back right now. Maybe in you know three or four years, uh, mm-hmm. you know Diggs is gone. We have another guy. We have a couple other guys, and then and he. He doubled back. He he doubles back. I mean, I, I could see it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's gonna, he's going to go out. Yeah, he's going to leave as a very popular bill. I I think he just by that Instagram post. I don't see this guy burning his bridge. You know, the t- his teammates love him. Josh loves him. Biggs loves him. There's there's really I, I don't see that be, that being the case at all. Now the end Unless, of that video, he put his stats out there. I mean. A lot of that is, you know, hey, this is what I accomplished. But a lot of that also is like, a lot of y'all fans need to shut up because y'all don't know what y'all talking about. And I mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm not mad at him for that because not at all. Mm-hmm. It, it, people act uh, there. There are too many fans that act like Gabe was terrible, and Gabe wasn't terrible. He no. he was never terrible. He was inconsistent. Yes. Um, you know, frustrating at times, yes, but he was never terrible. Gabe was always a plus receiver for us, even when he doesn't make an impact with cat, you know, in catching the football. He's a he's a he's a again a hard worker. The guy mm-hmm. will throw his body around. He blocks defensive ends. He he gets out there in space and blocks downfield. An unselfish player. You know, it's, it's we we're gonna miss Gabe. Yep. And you know what? He, he never complained to the media. 
He never went and said, you know, my roles, especially even now in, in a contract year where I'm sure Gabe Davis wanted probably to have more than 45 receptions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he probably wanted to have 60 or 65, and yeah. it didn't happen for him. But never once did you hear Gabe Davis go out there and say, hey, where's my share or where's my this? Mm-hmm. So, And that speaks to what you said about him being a captain at such a young age. So that, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, we wish him all the best. We really do, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But onward and forward we go. All winning forward. So speaking uh, of, I'll oh, go ahead, Whittle. My apologies. No, I was going to say we're going to um, kind of transition into free agency now, right? What do you want to yes, go ab- draft? Okay, free absolutely. agency. Let's go. Absolutely. So let's go into some free agency. We we were trying to get to it the last couple of weeks, but Josh's golf and Whittle's amazing and awesome mocks. We, we just ran out of time, so we're gonna we're gonna go right into it. So let's start with some of the the, the most common spots where we could see some action. Let's start with wide receiver. We just spoke about Gabe Davis, so let's Whittle. Let's I'm gonna throw a couple names at you and feel free to come up with your own as well as, as always, but. Again, we got we got to consider price point here, right? We're not going to get T. Higgins, folks, even if he's available. We're we're not going to get guys like that. So we're gonna look more into. I got a couple names: Marquise Hollywood Brown, 5'9", 180, 51 catches, five hundred seventy four yards, and four touchdowns last year. Twelve games last year, you know. And they also Arizona had some issues where Kyler Murray didn't play all season. He's only two years removed from ninety one catches and a thousand yards. So you see what he's capable of. So he would be a possibility. Be probably a little more on the expensive side for what we're looking for, but that's a possibility. And also on that same line, maybe a Tyler Boyd. And also, but there's another guy, maybe a Darnell Moody from Chicago. Had 81 catches in 2021. Up and down quarterback play with Chicago. Coordinator issues, all kinds of things in Chicago. You bring him in the Buffalo with a Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid offense. He could potentially pop. So just wanted to throw a couple names out there to get the wide receiver name started, but wanted to get your opinions on some of those guys and some others. Um no. Well, no not of them. Like I do not <laughs> want to bring no, let, hear me out uh, though. Absolutely. I, I think I think they're I think they're all excellent players. Uh Tyler Boyd is probably my favorite. Uh six foot three, you know. Mm-hmm. What is he two two oh five something like that? Uh, decent long speed, great hands, runs every route. Tyler Boyd's amazing. He'd be a great number two. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go out and get a wide receiver that's going to come in here, a veteran, and think that they're going to take snaps away or uh, targets away from Don Kincaid and Khalil Shakir. Their development is mm-hmm. of the utmost. That's that's a priority. I I need Khalil Shakir and and Dalton Kincaid to continue to get touches. I need Dawson Knox to get more touches. Mm-hmm. I need him to get more targets. Um, I need Stephon Diggs to to get you know to continue to get a hundred catches a year. So mm-hmm. the next guy that comes in here, maybe he only gets seventy targets. Mm-hmm. You know. But out of them 70 targets, I need you to catch 50, 50 to 60 of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'd i rather not 
spend I'd rather not spend money on a on a on a free agent wide receiver that's gonna come in and number one demand wide receiver two snaps mm-hmm. and uh that type of that type of money. Good players, you know, good players, all of them, but just I not where I would go. Gotcha. Uh, uh, this offseason. Absolutely. We had a, a comment here as you could see KJ Osborne. Any thoughts on, on a guy like that? He makes more sense because, like, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna come in and demand a a large target share. But you know, KJ might want to put his best foot forward and and find a team where he can go to and kind of step out and and and, you know and, and make a name for himself. He's already coming from the shadow of playing behind. Um. Justin Jefferson and you know and, and then he saw more of his targets go away when they made the trade for um what's the tight end's name they used to play for Detroit uh Hawkinson when they Hawkins. made the, the trade for Hawkinson uh his targets went down and they draft Jordan Addison so his targets going down more you know it was just like I, I think wherever he goes uh, after being in that situation, wherever he goes, he's probably going to want to be featured more. Um, but the market may determine that that's not available to him right now, and he may end up. He's he's another good player, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm where I'm at is let's take this money and focus on the defensive side of the ball. I want to get a defensive tackle, a veteran defensive tackle. I'd like to get a defensive end in free mm-hmm. agency. AJ Epinesa, I would love to bring him back. Uh, I'd love to bring Daquan Jones back. Um, you know, I'd love to get Darnell Savage in here. Uh, mm-hmm. But those guys are going to cost, you know, I, I, if we get one, if we get any of those guys, it's probably only one of them. And then we got to okay. go to the draft for the rest of rest of them. But I mean, mm-hmm. as far as receiver, as far as receivers, I mean, Noah Brown is out there, 6'2", 210, something like that. Um, big body receiver that can find holes in his own. So, you know, mm-hmm. I like him. Um, there's also Kendrick Bourne coming off of an injury with the mm-hmm. Patriots. Kendrick Bourne to me uh, is a he'd be an excellent bargain bin type guy. He's a guy that under, I'm sure he understands coming from the Patriots, his numbers are not crazy. And he's coming off of an injury. He's going to have to take a little bit less, go someplace where, you know, when he gets his shot, he's got to take full advantage of it if he's going to continue to, you know, if he's going to cash in. Still, still a relatively young guy. Um, but Bring him into Buffalo. You know, you got the opportunity to play with Josh Allen. Uh, you got the opportunity to win the wide receiver two role. Um, he's a he's a he's a solid run blocker as well. And uh, I mean, he he was he killed us a few times when we played the Patriots over the last few years. So, you know, I'm always I'm always I, I'd always love to snatch a, a weapon away from a rival and bring him in and uh, and, and and put him to good use. So those are the guys. I think they're bargain bin guys. Like those are the guys that I'm I'm, I'm looking at. 
it, you know what? I really think you brought up a great point about it's paramount to get Dalton Kincaid and Khalil Shakir more to take those to take their steps up to have their breakout year, so to speak, right? So when you really analyze the free agent market for wide receivers, we really are going to bargain bin shop because you have ample opportunities to address this in the draft. We have the 10 picks. There, it, it's such a deep draft for wide receiver. It really makes more fiscal sense for the Bills not to pay a guy like a Hollywood Brown, right, and allocate that money to either safety or safety could be a big need this year. Or, of course, defense, you could, to me, you could never have enough defensive ends and these tackles, in my opinion. Right. So th- that that to me probably makes more fiscal sense. So I, I thought you saying that point really triggered in my mind that, yes, we, we should be looking at, at, at a born, at, at a player like that, or even, you know, even some players that we're not even thinking about that w- would be a better option for us. Look at Emmanuel Sanders' type of signing at wide receiver. For Buffalo's what I'm anticipating in 2024 for free agency. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Those are those are those are the targets that I'm looking at. I mean, I I, I just don't want to run into I just don't want to run into a situation where we we go and get a guy and, and he causes friction because he wants targets. Mm-hmm. I don't want no targets, bro, because they're not here for you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's right. That's right. Don't, don't come in here looking for targets. We can't help you out here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Sorry. Just some good depth. So uh, speaking of, see, we were, you were attempting at safety. So Darnell Savage, would you say that is the number one target by far? The Bills, if you were going to look for agency for a safety? Uh, I mean, me personally, I would. Mm-hmm. I, I Like me personally, I, I would bring him in. He's young. Uh, fairly durable, good speed, athletic. Russell Douglas is here. Why not? You know, why not reunite those guys? Uh, he's a veteran, and he's not like he's a veteran in his prime. Like, go get him. Like, he's I think he's like twenty seven years old, something like that. Yeah, like you can get him, and you can have him for you know for the next three or four years, and you're good. You know, that gives you more than enough time to find your long-term fit at at the safety spot behind him, behind that guy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that's, another, that's, that's mine. Yep. Another name, uh, uh, another Carolina connection, Jeremy Chin, 6'3", 220. Had a All couple right. big years of 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. His price, yeah. again, with the safeties, you just never know. We've seen... We thought maybe even last year a player would have got more money and he didn't. So we've seen the safety market kind of soften for some of the safeties. He'd be an interesting choice too. He had a couple big years in 2020, 2021. That size is interesting. And there is, of course, that Carolina connection. So that, that was another name that that kind of piqued our interest. And Eddie Jackson from Chicago was released recently, but not so sure about no. him. Yeah, some speed. A little concerned about his lost speed, some tackling issues. He is 30. Maybe it's more of a depth guy, but I think we'd probably be more inclined to bring back a Taylor Rapp in that situation than bring it in Eddie Jackson. But yeah, I know that doesn't I I I was kind of waiting for that little. I, I put that out there for that reason. He's and so it worked. <laughs> yeah, but 
I hate to say it. He I was so bad it. for, like, he was so bad for most of the year, bro. And mm -hmm. but I mean, whatever. Like he he did play well towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the year. So I can't mm -hmm. be too mad. I mean, but jeez, man, early it was. It, it, it was early on. It was dreadful, bro. Yeah, it was dreadful, man. It was dreadful, but whatever. Um, free agent that I want to throw out there that sure. uh, I, I got a lot of pushback when I put this out on Twitter. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I know a lot of y'all don't like. I know there's a lot of Bills fans, probably some of the older ones. You know, <laughs> get off my lawn. Bro, like I know you don't like the half shirts that he wears and and the wild hair and and some of the shenanigans that you heard about, but if you watched him last year with the Patriots, he was excellent for them. Uh, and we need a power back with vision. Um, one of the one of the things that I you know we need help with is scoring in the red zone, and I'd like to score sometimes without putting my quarterback at risk. You know, if I if he could just hand it off and let a guy kind of pick his way through the through the uh through the traffic and get in the end zone, like why not? And that that's something that Ezekiel Elliott can do very well still at a high level. He's also an excellent receiver out of the backfield. Um mm -hmm. and he's also a very, very good pass protector. So those are all traits that the Buffalo Bills could utilize. He definitely has more pop in his legs still than uh, a uh, Latavius Murray. Um, and I mean, I don't know what Leonard Floyd, Leonard Fournette has. Like we didn't even get to see it, but um, yeah, like I don't, I don't think you guys are paying attention to what what this young man brings to the table. He's a very, very, very good player. And um you know, I think what the bill yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think a lot of people fans remember what happened to Zeke early in his career. Hey, that's been a long time now, right? E ever since then he's been a pros pro. I agree with everything you said. <clears throat> and you look at the Joe Brady offense, we're using our running backs more in the passing game. He makes sense. We could do a lot worse than Ezekiel Elliott if Something happened to to Cook during the season. If he's nicked up for a couple of weeks, we could do a lot worse than Zeke is our number one running back for a while. I, I'd feel confident. And we could still draft somebody as well or even bring back a Ty Johnson. We could have those three in the mix right there. I'd be perfectly comfortable with that. So I'd love I, to bring back Ty Johnson, bro. I'd yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. Nothing would make that would make me happy. Bring yeah. back Ty Johnson, please. He's earned it. He really did. He really earned it. Absolutely. He, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I can see that. I love, I love the Zeke thought. I was, I was kind of, we were kind of talking about him a little bit the trade deadline last year, right? If you remember that, yeah. that could have been a possibility. I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to sign him last year. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to sign him last year, man. But yeah, yeah, we got oh, an opportunity yeah. to get him. I, I, I'd say get him. He's a good player and, still. And you know what? He's probably at that point in his career. He's he's not going to be a true number one. At this point, he probably knows it, but he wants to win. I mean, I can't imagine he wouldn't want to come to Buffalo, a, a place like us, and, and and get that ring. So I say, bring him in. Let's do the feed me. You know, when he gets the first down, so we'll go like this all the time. Right? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Give um. You could give uh. You could give Cook a break 
you know, from time to time and not lose a ton. Uh, you may lose the speed and, and the explosiveness, but uh, you'll gain a, a better receiver out the backfield. You'll gain a more powerful runner. Um, and one another another thing Zeke doesn't do is fumble. Like he never fumbles. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. never fumbles. So yeah, a team that you know struggles to not turn the football over, getting a guy that doesn't fumble, that'd be perfect. Because Cook mm-hmm. likes to put the ball on the turf, either by dropping it, even by dro- either by dropping open passes or fumbling the football. But no, Cook, Cook, we love, we love Cook. Cook's gonna have an amazing yep. year, I think, coming up. But um, so what else we, we had? Uh, well, we had real quick. Augustine asked, "What's the money Zeke's asking?" Last year, he made three million with New England. Yeah, you talking year. about two, maybe like two for five, two, mm-hmm. you know, yep, something like that. Maybe put some incentives in there if possibility you could do that. Yeah, two, I, I would. Bit. I would go two for five. I would go, you know, at the most two for six. You front load it. You give them, you know, two for six. You make four and a half um, guaranteed, and you put like four in the first year. So that way, if next year we need to cut them, if the cap hits only like half a million dollars, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be too 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 bad if if we got to get rid of them. So. Um. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind bringing Zeke in. Uh, mm-hmm. What else we got? Uh, defensive tackles. Did you defensive tackles? Okay. Yeah. Do you do you have some names in mind for defensive tackle? Yeah. Just uh, really, just two. Um, mm-hmm. Sheldon Rankins, mm-hmm. uh, who who played. I think he played for the Texans last year, and yep. um, and yo, that Texans line was like. Sneaky good last year, mm-hmm. like they yep. they really were, um, and then of course like Daquan Jones, man, I want to bring, you know, I, I definitely want to bring Daquan back, um, but you know, it, this is where like this is where you you kind of the Bills kind of show their hand. The only defensive lineman so far that they've spoken to about a contract is AJ Epinesa. They haven't talked to Daquan Jones about well officially. They haven't officially talked to Daquan Jones about an extension. They haven't officially talked to Leonard Floyd about an extension. They haven't officially talked to Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, uh, Tim Saddle. Like they haven't talked to any of those guys officially. But um, you know, if they could bring back Daquan Jones, I think that'd be awesome. I think you can still draft multiple defensive tackles at this year and then having them sit behind Ed and and Daquan and then just kind of playing, you know, kind of getting in where they fit in, developing them, developing these guys the right way, mm-hmm. uh, allowing them to play a lot more during the regular season than most teams probably will be comfortable with. I think the offense, if we if we if we hit on the wide receiver two spot, um <laughs> I think we I think we could afford to let some of those rookies up front play a little bit more, keep Daquan fresh for the for the second half of the season and the playoffs, and then you know get those young guys the snaps that they need so that by the time the playoffs get here, they're not you know falling all over themselves. They know what to do. They they've they've had enough game. They have had they've had enough game experience to um to be a plus on defense. So. You know, that's where I'm at. 
Brooklyn. Absolutely. What do you, did we have a uh, connection? I think one of our defensive assistants we hired from Tennessee. What do you think of this guy? Is it is it Tyre Tart from from the tech, the Titans? I believe he's twenty six years old. Oh yeah, I've been yeah, thinking he's a about big him boy a too. I, yeah, he's yeah. a big boy. I just wonder if that could he's, be a, he's a possible. Black. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's probably going to be cheap. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to cost a lot of money. He's he's definitely going to be less than Daquan Jones. Definitely yeah. going to be less. But mm-hmm. um, what we what we lose in experience, we kind of gain in age, right? Like he's young. He hasn't had mm-hmm. he has had a ton of injuries. Like I, he's a, and he's a big body. Like, yeah. He's a big body. Like they yeah. put him next to Jeffrey Simmons. You ain't running the football, bro. No, <laughs> you forget no. about that. So. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that either, but I mean, if he comes in, like you bring him in to start, that's what you bring him in for. So that that um, is true. That is true. You definitely want to get. You definitely want to follow. You definitely want to follow up in the draft and get some guys that may be more your archetype in Buffalo: six mm-hmm. four, six five, uh, three ten, three twenty. Long arms, those type guys that that are a little more athletic mm-hmm. than uh, what Tart is going to be, but that, that's another that's another good look, man. I'm not even gonna lie, you did your homework, Deion. Yes, I hey, you, know, you, man. You did, you did your homework. <laughs> I did, I did. I I dug deep for that one, Whittle. That was that was what a special one just for you. That was that, that was that was a good one. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Let's transition because I don't want I, I really don't want to get a quarterback um mm-hmm. in free agency. Like, okay, let me not say I let me no. Yeah. I I'm not gonna say that. If Jacoby Brissett was gonna come here for like six million dollars for two, like if we could get him for like you know two years, seven million, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. If or, we could get a Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor. Yes, that's what I was gonna bring up. <laughs> Two years, seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, I love T-Mobile, man. That's that's mm-hmm. my guy. Yeah. Uh sure, but I don't want Fitzpatrick back. I don't want Kyle Allen. I don't want Sam Darnold. I don't want these guys who have proven multiple times in multiple spots that they cannot win. I, I don't want those guys at all. You know, Whittle, I, I, I have a saying for this, for the backup QB. I don't want to FOJ a friend of Josh. Yes. Right? I don't yes. – I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of that. So I, I want a guy that is economical, that could start the pinch for a couple of weeks if we had to, right? That That's what we're looking for. I don't I don't need a friend of Josh here. I, I, I want either a good draft pick, which is probably preferable economically because we have the late picks we could grab one, so. And we'll definitely get to that in our draft coverage. Now, now I'm gonna throw a name out there, right? I'm gonna throw a name out there that um this is like kind of like my wild card at quarterback. Yo, mm-hmm. if we could get Drew Locke, Ooh. oh my god, I love Drew Locke, man. I, I don't know why either. I just <laughs> think because I, I yeah, it's it's crazy. So Drew Locke, when he was with Denver, and this is when I really like. I liked him when he was at Michigan State and all of that, but like mm-hmm. when he got to when he got to Denver, they had a video, like they showed a video of him sitting on the sideline, and he was just repeat like it was a rap song playing in the stadium, 
mm-hmm. and he just knew every single word. He, he, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, this this dude, this dude, I like him. I like this guy nice. a lot. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, man. Bring him in. Bring bring mm-hmm. him in if 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 his market's not there, and he wants to come in, he'll you know come in for four and a half million for a year. Cool. Like I, I, I wouldn't mind it. I think you'll win a couple games with Drew Lyles. He's got a big arm. He's athletic. He can run. Um, you know, sign me up for Drew Locke. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and b- but transitioning from the quarterback piece uh, to to uh, the HBCU combine, right? So. They had the HBCU Combine for our listeners or viewers who don't know what the HBCU stands for. It's historically black college and universities, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they had the HBCU Combine, um, I think it was Monday this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Monday. It was Monday, right? Yes. Um, There were some, like, this year, there I don't think there were as many participants this year as there were last year, but uh, the guys that did, and I mean, it, it was it wasn't a lot of people, and um, the prospects weren't. I don't see a lot of those guys getting a lot of uh, love on draft day. I'm gonna be honest. Um, there was, a, but there was a quarterback. There was a quarter. I'm pulling up his name right now. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Davius Richard, North Carolina Central. I almost went to Central, but that's another story. Nice. Okay. Central is like, yo, Central is like, when I when I was getting ready to go there, Central was smack dab in the hood, man. Project yeah. right across the street. Wow. I was like, I could, I could, I wanted to go there so bad, man. But yeah, that's another story for another day. But anyway, <laughs> six foot two, 225 pounder, um, four six forty. Uh, you know, and I mean, decent arm strength, decent touch. Like, you know, he's got to develop more there, but there's enough, I think there's enough there to. At the very least, give him a practice squad spot and see mm-hmm. if there's anything there that you can tap into a little bit further. But there's another like, is this him? Okay, this guy. I think he's going to end up. I think he's going to end up playing safety at the next level. Tra- Travion Green. He's a linebacker out of Prairie View, A uh, and M. 5'11", 34 and a half inch vertical, 443 speed. Mm. I I would like to see him play. I would like to see him in a box safety role versus like he's a linebacker. Like he plays linebacker, but he's I think he's like 200 pounds. Yeah, 195, 198. Mm-hmm. Fast though. Like he's wow. he's fast. And yeah. I would I would like to see him in a safety spot. Um, I'm sure he can contribute on special teams. You know, and these are guys that, like, you know, anytime you talk about defensive backs in the Buffalo Bills, if you get a guy like this, you can coach him up in a couple of years and he's ready to, you know, maybe he's ready to rock out. 
and and actually, you know, give you quality snaps. Anything to get Taylor Rapp not to come back is, is <laughs> where I'm at, to be honest. Um, and then another guy, Jonathan Higgins, uh, Huggins, mm-hmm. uh, safety out of Jackson State, six nice. foot one, 211 pounds, um, four, four, five, 40, 38 wow. inch vertical, 38 and a half inch vertical. I, I mean, the numbers are there, the metrics are there, the traits are there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so. If, if the Bills were to take a flyer and bring one of these guys in as the UDFA, you never know. Um, I, but I, I really don't think a lot of these guys are going to get love during draft day. Well, it's it's good that they have the HBCU combine on its own so they could get that love, right? And because and right. with all the other schools and all the power schools and and whatnot, you know, it, it's nice to see them get these looks. Well, listen, we yeah, we we are we have the coaching staff that could take a flyer on a guy like, like Trayvon Sherman green. And why not? Right. We could develop him into a safety. I mean, sometimes if you don't, if he, if he goes even on draft or something, you put him on the practice squad, you develop him for a while. Why not? Now, right? He might be, he might be Saran Neal's replacement because we need a gunner. And Saran Neal, Saran Neal's making way too much money. The only mm-hmm. run plays, but you bet. You said it, not me, but you're right. <laughs> Can you believe we're keeping a special teams coach? You know, that uh, is something that it's February 21st. If you would have told me after some of the debacles we saw from the Denver game all the way till I thought Chiefs sure he was fired, bro. I was like, how is he's gone? How, how is they fired every coach? Him. They fired every other coach but him. Yeah. I can't believe it, man. If, it, I, I did have on my bingo card that the defensive coordinator to Niners would get fired before Matthew Smiley. Okay. I, I didn't have that on my bingo card. I, I don't think anybody did. I did. No, but still, I mean, still guy made a Super Bowl at least, right? No, they got lit up. They got lit up. Listen, they got lit up by um they got lit up by the by the uh by the Lions the week before. Yeah. Like they got lit up by the Lions. Yeah, that is true. And then to come in the Super Bowl and you get lit up again. Nah. Yeah, true, but it's just it just still surprised me considering, you know, how close they came to win the Super Bowl. And, but Smiley, I just I, I just want to know what did he show? What what did he show with our? I I still believe one punt return saved his his bacon, and that was Deontay Hardy against the Dolphins. That's the only reason he's still employed, in my opinion. That and and that and uh, Tyler Bass stunk. Like Tyler Bass had a really bad. Uh, well. Yeah. He was all right. Tyler Bass, like I'm not going. I'm not going to get in here and act like Tyler Bass was kicking at a 75 percent rate last year. Like he still was above 80 percent. Like you know, yeah, he was. He was he, good. Yeah. He still was solid. He was solid. He just, bro. Like if you can't kick from anywhere other than the left hash, like you've been in the league too long. Too long. You make way too much money. But uh, mm-hmm. that just. That pisses me off. Um, but so we talked about the combine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how HBCU has their role. Mm-hmm. One of my sleepers did not get an invite to the combine, and I am highly upset. Zakari Franklin, if you're listening, sir. 
Kill it on your pro day. Mm-hmm. Kill it on your pro day, please. I want the Bills to draft him. I don't think that they will. Wherever he goes, I'm going to root for him. I don't care if he gets drafted by the Bengals. I don't care if he gets drafted by the Niners. I don't care if he gets drafted by the Chiefs. I don't care if he gets drafted by the Dolphins or the Jets. Wherever Sakari Franklin goes, I am rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I may buy his jersey. He may be the only jersey that is not a Bills jersey that I own. I, Little, I like if the, so you're telling me if the Chiefs get Sakari Franklin, mm-hmm. you're going to be rocking a Chiefs Franklin jersey? Is this a possibility? <laughs> or the 49. <laughs> or no, how about even worse? The Jets. How about the Jets? Uh, you about your reptile? Yo, my, my father would love. My father would. Oh love yeah, that. that's true. Your father, your father would my love dad that. Would love that one. Oh, I, I, I you get a pass. Bro. You get a pass for pops. It's all good. You can't. I plead the I would get. Yeah. I would definitely get him a Zakari Franklin jersey. There you go. Sure. That's how I you would go. definitely do that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think this kid is so good, man. I think he's mm-hmm. such. An underrated talent. Like I think he's gonna. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to get on a team, make mm-hmm. the fifty-three, and he is going to go crazy. He's mm-hmm. gonna go crazy, man. I'm not saying he's the next Puka Nakua, but yeah. don't be surprised if he gets on a team and gets an opportunity and he kills it. At that point, if he if Zakari Franklin comes out and puts in work, I, listen, just somebody offer me a job to do their scouting, please, because the numbers. You, you know, this guy really could be a diamond in the rough. I mean, he was he was on the Bolitnikoff Award watch list before the season. He was preseason All SEC fourth team. I mean, this guy, well, he only played four games last year, for what I'm seeing, Whittle. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it was hurry. I think he, I, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was a hamstring. I think it was a hamstring injury he got in the offseason. Yeah, working out mm-hmm. because yo, listen, listen, man. He left UTSA mm-hmm. to come to Ole Miss because he wanted the the knock on him was you haven't played anybody. You got great production, ninety three catches, mm-hmm. ninety one catches, whatever, twelve, thirteen hundred yards. You know, nine, ten touchdowns. Okay, cool. But you ain't play nobody. Play UTSA. Mm-hmm. Yo, he was gonna go to the SEC and cook. Got yeah. hurt though. If he would have been able to play the whole season, we might be talking about him as a second round pick. And that's a really good old Miss team this year too. So he, he would have yeah. cooked this year. And listen, you think Ricky Pearsall is good? Zakari is the black Ricky Pearsall. With bigger hands and just better ball tracking ability, I'm telling you, this guy is—he's filthy, man. He is filthy, but whatever, you know. We'll see. Y'all, y'all, y'all catch, y'all catch up, you know, in a couple, hey, in a couple of weeks. Anybody knows Big Baller Bean? Please get this podcast to it. Triple so- B, this is about that time. Triple B, baby. <laughs> but while we're on the subject. Of uh, things that I'm disappointed in. 
Okay. I am disappointed in some of the content creators that are on YouTube and Twitter and all these other social media um, venues or social media uh, situations that we have going on. Bro, it is so easy to do the right thing, right? It's so easy to to do the research. It's so easy to look into the subjects that you're talking about before you hit record. There are too many people who get in front of a camera, they don't do the work, they take the lazy route, and they just care about production, making sure that it looks good, making sure that it, it sounds good, and there's really no substance. I watched a <laughs> post-Super Bowl mock draft from CBS. This is like a week ago, right? And hold on, let me make sure I got the right um, make sure I got the right names. All right, so it's Ryan Wilson is hosting it. And there's a guy named Legger Dozabal, L-E-G-E-R-D-O-U-Z-A-B-L-E. Um I, and you know, I, I don't. I don't care if, if anybody gets affected by this. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Um, maybe he played before. Maybe he's. Maybe he was a scout or a coach or something like that. But scouts are not right all the time. You know, they they're not. And you know how I know that they're not right all the time. Jamarcus Russell. Mm. Jamarcus Russell. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield went number one, and Lamar Jackson went, what was it, 29, 31, something like that, 30? Yep. 30. You know, Josh Rosen went uh, nine, ninth, or tenth, or something like that, and Lamar Jackson went 30th, whatever. Uh, Deshaun Watson went ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, So, you know, like, it happens. Trubisky was uh was 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 the first quarterback off the board his year. Sorry, Bradley Chubb was a high pick. Well, let me not. Bradley Chubb did have a good year, so I don't I don't want to. I'm not gonna poo poo on him too much, but no. But they 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 they're doing a mock draft and they get to twenty. Like and I, whenever I see these mock drafts, the first thing I do is go right to. I, I skip everything because I don't care about the rest of the teams. I only care about the Bills. So I go right to see what the, they have for the for the Bills. I get mm-hmm. there. The guy says, you know what I'm going to do here? And I'm thinking, yeah, dog, receiver. Like, duh, Keon Coleman's right there. What's up? Uh-huh. Takes a cornerback. <laughs> Quarter. What? Quarter. A corner. <laughs> At 28. You use your fifth round option. You, you use your fifth year right. option on mm-hmm. a on a spot where we have four guys ahead of whoever you draft right now. Trey White coming off the injury is going to demand snaps over this rookie. Kyrie Elam in year two 
is going to year three is going to demand snaps over this guy. Christian Bedford is the starter. Russell Douglas is the starter. Tara Johnson's our slot. Backup slots, Cam Lewis. Where is this kid playing? He's not. <laughs> it's like he's not. And you take him in the first round. That's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. Almost as dumb as almost as dumb as let me make sure I get this. You know, almost know. as that's pretty bad. Little sis must that, be good. That's that's pretty bad, but this this is even worse. Um, where is it? Where is it? Give me a second. Trying to find it. Tanner Pfeiffer. T-A-N-N-E-R P-H-I-F-E-R. Now, listen, I don't want no, I'm not trying to start no beef with any of these people. Um, but you know, substance matters, okay? Substance matters. And it's easier to not speak on something that you're not well versed in. It's easier to do that than, well, it should be easier to do that than get in front of the camera, hitting record, and just saying stuff that's easily debunked mm -hmm. by people who actually know. So before, when we first started talking about doing this podcast, the one thing I said was I want to make sure that I bring, that we bring knowledge mm -hmm. to what we're talking about. I don't want to just get up here and talk just to be talking. Mm -hmm. I want to actually know what I'm talking about. So if at any point something that I say or something that we say on this podcast is challenged, we have a reason behind why we say what we say. And there's some tangible black and white, whether it be stats and numbers or mm -hmm. trains of thought or uh, trains or whatever that we can refer to and say, the reason why I said this like the other day, conversation between myself and another Bills fan who said, oh, AJ Vanessa, you only had six and a half sacks. I'd rather bring back Leonard Floyd. No, you don't want to bring back Leonard Floyd. He's 30, 31, getting older. He's going to cost more. And AJ Vanessa is only 25. He's going to be mm -hmm. 25 when the season starts. And we drafted him. And he's probably going to cost less. And at six and a half sacks, playing less than 40% of the available defensive snaps. If mm -hmm. I give him 20, if I give him another 10 or 15% more to sacks, is he a 10 sack guy? Maybe, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. he gets there. He probably gets me eight and a half to nine. If yep. I give him 15% more, what if I give him 20% more? What if mm -hmm. I play him 60% of the time? Yep. Then what does he do? Maybe at that point, he's probably a double-digit sack guy. Mm -hmm. So that's why you bring him back. Mm -hmm. Because you want to cash in on those prime years on a guy you drafted. So, you know, but this guy, Tanner Pfeiffer, says, expect the Buffalo Bills to trade Stephon Diggs and Von Miller. So he goes through this whole thing, and this is this is what people love to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you trade Von Miller now, it's going to be a dead cap hit of 
$23 million. But if you wait till after June 1st and trade them, you're going to clear $17 million and you're only going to bring $6.5 million in dead cap. Wrong, wrong, wrong. First of all, we don't even need to get into the fact that all you're doing is splitting the dead cap money over two seasons. Mm-hmm. Whatever you don't get this year, you get next year. So if you split it and it goes into the new league year, it's only for one year that you get the break. And then the next year, it's worse because whatever you didn't, taking dead cap money follows you. Yep. It's just getting spread out, dog. That's it. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. Then on top of that, who who is trading for Von Miller? Von is 34 years old. He had two tackles in 2023. Mm-hmm. Who's trading for that? Who's taking Von Miller's contract and paying him 20-something million dollars? Who? Whittle, we, we would have to trade picks to trade Von, not the other way around. I don't think we can trade to the CFL because they may do it. <laughs> Maybe the Argonauts. But yeah. nobody in the NFL is doing that. They're mm-hmm. not taking a 35-year-old pass rusher coming mm-hmm. off of a major, another major injury. This is like his third or fourth at this point. Mm-hmm. And paying him the money that he's still owed. And the Bills are not going to add dead cap money to a, to a defensive line that's already running on fumes because we have Rousseau, Von Miller, Kingsley Jonathan, and Ed Oliver signed. That's it. We've got four guys to, to, to take up like 12 spots. So we need like seven or eight guys. Right. Like mm. that's that's what I'm saying. So it's just stupid. Then you say, well, let's they're gonna trade Diggs because let's face it, guys. Diggs is 31. This is his exact words. He's 31. It only goes down from here. How old mm-hmm. is Devontae Adams? 32. That's my check. He's like 32. Mm-hmm. How old is Keenan Allen? I think he's 30. Like 34. Yeah, like he's old. Yeah. He's an old head now. Still extremely productive. D Hop is 32. Yeah. Yep. D Hop, another one. Extremely mm-hmm. productive. J- Stefan Diggs over the last four years. I'm going to keep saying it until I'm blue in the face, bro. For over the last four years, Stefan Diggs has had. Over 100 receptions, over 1,100 yards, over eight touchdown, eight or more touchdowns every year for the last four years. Who's trading that? We're not. Diggs, Shakir, and Justin Shorter are your wide receivers next year. I mean, Deontay Hardy is still signed, but I mean, he's probably going to get cut. So we lose mm-hmm. Sherfield. To free agency, um, and Gabe Davis is is probably going via free agency as well. What are we doing now? You're going to mm-hmm. create another hole by trading Stefan Diggs. Not happening. Do better, people. Dead, like yeah, yeah. do better. And the dead cap hit. The dead cap hits. Just it's not worth it. It's just stupid. And and where? And again, I think it's just this fascination of the media. That Diggs wants out. Show me the quote. Show me where he said he wants out of Buffalo. Uh, last time I checked, he said he wanted to retire a bill. 
So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh like mm-hmm. I can't tell you anymore. Beyond can't tell you anymore. If you're not gonna believe Diggs, then I don't know who you're gonna believe. The man has said it. He's even said, I don't know how many times I have to say I want to retire a bit. Dude, like stop asking. And mm-hmm. again, find me a trade partner for, for for Von Miller and find me another team that traded away a receiver with the numbers that Diggs has had while taking on dead cap. Like, we're already $51 million or 58 mm-hmm. or whatever. The, the number keeps fluctuating. Mm-hmm. We're already $50-plus million over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. And we need to cut salary in order to get cap compliant. We're going to use Diggs' contract as a restructure piece to help get cap compliant. Why would we trade him? It makes zero sense. And then this is the part that really bothers me. When you when you say something, somebody pushes back and. Uh, after they push back, you realize that the person pushing back is right. Three, there's it, it's simple, it's three of the simplest words, and they're so hard for people to say. Listen closely, folks. I was wrong. That's it. That's all you have to say. I was wrong. Let it go. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You're gonna be okay. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. I promise. Mm-hmm. Simple. If you if you get to pick 28 on your mock draft and there's Keon Coleman or uh, undersized defensive tackle or a cornerback, uh, a corner that's re- everybody loves or a guard that everybody loves or a center or a tackle that everybody loves. I'm not going to put center in there because we do actually, we could draft this center. Mitch Morris, you know, but if you get to that point and you find yourself heading in the direction other than defensive end that slid all the way down the, uh, all, all the way down the draft board because other positions got picked up first or wide receiver, you find yourself shying away from those two, stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do it. You you're you're already you're you you you're getting cold. Like what's that red light, green light, red light. Mm-hmm. You get the wide receiver or a Jared verse that, that slipped and 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 he's now or a a a, a late two lot two. Whatever I, I can't, I think that's how you say his name. Kid from UCLA, yeah, Braylon Trice, Braylon Trice, right? If you get to one of those guys at twenty-eight, stop. Green light. That's I mean, no, red light. That's it. Stop. Stop. You don't need to go any further. You're good. You're right where you need to be. Take that guy. You take oh, yeah. him, or Keon Coleman sitting there. You think to yourself, hmm, the Buffalo Bills have no problem going from the zero yard line all the way to the 20. Once they get into the red zone, things start to get complicated. Mm -hmm. There's a six foot four, 
220-pound wide receiver that's 20 years old with a 45-inch vertical. Oh, by the way, he's a two-sport athlete at a D1 university, played basketball for Tom Izzo, and played football. Stop. That's it. He's the guy. That's You don't need to go any further. That's the guy you're supposed to take. He's a red zone target. He's six foot four with a 45 inch vert. Mm-hmm. That's it. I feel like that meme where where they have the uh the, the young lady in the car and she's like, Hey guys, you did it. We don't need any more hot takes. We've got all the <laughs> hot takes we need. That's it. We can stop. We don't need any more. Just stop. Yep. Just stop. If you find yourself at pick 28 during your mock. And you get to the Bills, pick 28, and there's a top six wide receiver or one of the top three defensive ends. That's it. Stop. You're good. One of those guys is who you take. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's simple. Yep. That's I all agree. I got, man. <laughs> that's it. No, that's, that's, it. that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a mic drop from Whittle, and I'll just quickly sum it up. I agree. It's okay to be wrong in this business. And Whittle, since we've been doing this, you know, we're in it for quality, right? We want to give everybody quality content about the bills. We're, we're, we're not in this to to bait people, to to get people charged up and just throw anything that, that sticks to the wall. We're going to – the emotions and, and – and feelings and, and things that we say are, are legit. And, and they, like you said, they, they come from a place of researching and, and looking at the team objectively. Right. And, and not just throwing something out there. Hey, let's, let's put a hit piece about Stefan Diggs out there to, to see if we could get a bunch of, a bunch of likes or, you know, if we could put a show out there about that. We're not going to do that. We're not in that business. If, if there's things that need to be said about a player, they need to be said, we're going to say it. Right. But it's based on, it's not just based on sensationalism. So just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, Listen, I, I agree one, more. One more thing beyond uh, sure. to, to the people that are viewing. Um, if you if you didn't catch it live or you listen to it on the playback or you, you get us on, on uh Spotify or, or Apple and you listen to this uh tomorrow or 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 Friday, listen. Tell me somebody else that, that told you to read Woolen. And Christian Watson were going to be studs at the NFL level in January before they got drafted. Go tell, just go find somebody who was not a UTSA student or fan that knew about Tariq Woolen in January, in December. Find me the guy, find me the people who told you that Christian Watson was going to be a stud mm-hmm. in January before they got drafted. Before they went to the combine, before they went to the senior bowl, find find those people. Find those people for me. Mm-hmm. Please. Find me somebody who told you that, told you about Zakari Franklin. I have not heard anybody mention Zakari Franklin as a potential player. I told y'all about Puka Nakua last year. You did. You did. 
Let's just let's just uh, make Whittle the founder and chairman of the Sakari Franklin fan club, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, so. I'm like I'm, the, and, and the reason I bring this up is because it's not to not to be boastful, but mm-hmm. you you don't get you don't get this you don't get to these names you don't get to these prospects mm-hmm. without putting the work in. You don't get to these names without searching and mm-hmm. doing the research from a bunch of different areas. Like, I'm not going to say, listen, I'm not calling these schools and getting that information. I'm going on YouTube just like the rest of y'all can. Going right on YouTube. I'm looking at these prospects. I'm going on these different websites like NFL Draft Buzz, PFF, PFN. That's what I'm doing. And I'm seeing these prospects and I'm saying, okay, I've never heard this name before. He goes to an obscure school out in West Kalamazoo. Okay, let me check him out and see. Wow, this kid can play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. It, it's, that's it's, the one. Th- that's the one easy, thing you're guys. gonna get. Yep, you're gonna get that it's here, easy. coast to coast. If you listen to Whittles, we go through the draft process, and you're gonna get names that you won't find on the normal networks. You're gonna get information we need to know as Bills fans, and. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate appreciate you, Brian. You know, as always, man. And You too, Whittle. Always. We, 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 we do this every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit after 10, as yep. usual. The 10-ish. Uh, yeah. 10-ish, yeah. Uh, so, you know, but next week, uh, we're gonna get back into next week. We'll get back into draft coverage. Uh, actually, and and that next week, the the I think next week the um, the combine, combine starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we sure we really gonna yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah, we really gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Um, hopefully, we'll get some free agency movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get some roster movement um, that we can discuss as well. And again, man, you can catch us. I'm, I'm gonna put another banner up with our links for Spotify and uh and uh and Apple. So you know, if you yes. want to transition from YouTube and catch you know some of the stuff that we put out uh that's just audio only, you know, you can you can catch that you can catch that stuff there. But uh thank you guys, you know, thank you for uh pulling up on us and um you know being loyal man we appreciate it absolutely thank you very much absolutely and we're going to end it here but listen for your loyalty we're going to continue to work we continue to put the work in we continue to do the research you may you may not get you may not get at we may not get as in-depth as some of the bigger platforms but i promise you there is substance here we are not going to sacrifice the substance for production and all of these shiny lights and different things to catch your eye. No, we're trying to catch your brain. We're trying to catch your ear. Okay. We, we, we're catching your ear. We're catching your brain. We want to have a genuine football conversation based on facts and information, mm-hmm. not based on feelings, not based on, you know, smoke and mirrors. Okay. We know what we're talking about here because we put the work in. And um, if you want to be entertained, 
in in other ways where people just say wild stuff. Maternal ESPN, Mike Tannenbaum and Bart Scott are all over there saying the weirdest, wildest stuff. Like this guy said, Zach Wilson's gonna go for a second round pick in a trade with with Denver. Like I, I wanted to crush the TV after I saw that. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, this dude is bugging. I just shake my head when I see when I hear that, but. Well, so that's that's why he's sitting in. That's why he's sitting on ESPN and not in some office being the general manager. Because good it, lord, if exactly. Did, wow. Yeah. yeah. Memo he to Terry Pagula: Never consider Mike Tannenbaum as part of your staff. Oh my <laughs> god. Well, he's yep. yeah, he, <laughs> on that note, let's get out of here, man. Let's. let's uh, get, yep. We'll wrap yeah, it up for another week. Him. Let's wrap it up, man, and let's get out of here. We'll end this off the way we always do, man. You have a great – everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, And go Bills. And go Bills. Have a great week.